The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I got stuff for you. Holy moly. I need to get some snakes and release them around my house. Uh, but I love eating people. I love eating kids. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural. Lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. corn, corn. Every day that you open your mouth. I know, right? I'm more convinced that you're abducted by aliens. <laughs> no. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the? These are idiots. I was laughing reading this because I already knew how you would feel. Idiot. What part <laughs> of the story fits your balloon? Well, this isn't a UFO. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Well, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. Well, everyone, I think we know exactly what it is. So say it all with me. It was the Sandhill Crane. Would you try it? No. You wouldn't eat it? No. Why? Because they're probably toxic. There'd be a lot of poop in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. And we're back. Woo! I am the great and powerful mystery. I just choked us a little bit. (coughs) Excuse you. And? I'm Jay Clone 77. Woo! So get ready for this one. Episode 2, Season Season 5. Now, this is a special episode. So Uh, special. Actually, at this point, about a month ago, we hit our millionth download. Isn't that crazy? That's the show's good. been listened to over a million times. That's weird. Now it's official we can say that. The show's been listened to over a million times. So we ran a little promotion that Peyton, the lovely Peyton, helped us out, and she actually made it into the new intro. New intro. High energy. High energy. New intro. Uh, but she helped us out doing a Q&A. We wanted to do something kind of special, more personal about the community. We have, I think, of any podcast, the best community. We do the most stuff with you guys. We get to hang out the most with you guys. Uh, we just got back from ice fishing with some you, of you guys. Yeah. And it's what I think, and there's some questions about this later, but I think that's one of my favorite things about this so far. The community. The community we built. Yes. So this Q&A episode, uh, I got some stuff to bridge through real fast. Because, uh, you know, it's a Wednesday episode, so we still got to get our front of house stuff done. Uh, check out the YouTube. Um, that's where we throw our documentaries, the conference reviews, all that kind of stuff goes up on the YouTube. Uh, the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 75, Ada, Ohio, 45810. It is also in the description below. If you want to send us anything, if, if it's arsenic or something like that, though, make sure it's labeled 2J, please. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, but yes, uh, and we've got some really cool stuff in our P.O. Box. Some questionable stuff, too, like the box that the garlic broke in from our sponsor. Oh, yeah, that was... They're like, what is in this box? It smelled fantastic, but It did, but strong. it was strong. Uh, merch, okay, I want to point this out. So... They're, I'm adding tons of new shirts now because oh, I'm kind right. of addicted. Uh-oh. 
because uh, it's so much easier now with the new merch company that it's like I can throw something up there in two minutes and it's, and it's ready for it's available. Ready for sale. Yeah, and the, the quality has been really good. I've I bought a bunch myself. Wash, 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 washers to make sure like how it holds up and stuff like that. And it's been great. I'm still yeah. I'm wearing single Sam right now, uh, but. Up there at this point, there should be the season finale you intubation shirt, the season opener, the Hopsonville Goblin shirt with me and Jay are fighting the goblins. Yeah. Oop. Yeah. I think I, I cut you off there for a second. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe a really old friend may make a, a showing. I'm not sure if I want to keep him just for the Patreon members, but I think I'm going to let him go public. Okay. I know who you're talking about. He's a about. different Sam. Yep. Not sinkhole. A different Sam. Maybe of the clown variety. Okay, you just told him. Hey, 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 there's a lot of Sams that are clowns. But yeah, so check out the merch. And here's the thing. If you want one of our designs on a different piece of merchandise, let me know. I can add whatever. There's literally, I just do right now, I just do t-shirts, long sleeves, and hoodies. But there is like 9,000 products I can add the design oh, to. So it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. So if somebody really wants like a sinkhole sound bottle opener or something like that, you just got to message me and it'll be up there in an hour. All right. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool. The merch conferences. It's our, you know we're getting into season five, so we got some conferences coming up real fast. Frogman's our first one, the first weekend of March down in Loveland, Ohio. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, they rebuilt the monkey bar, so that'll be where I think we go for the after party. Ooh, okay. Because like monkey that bar place. burnt down literally the week after we were there. It burnt down. Yeah. What do you mean? The kitchen caught fire and the whole place burnt down. No. Yeah. We, no. You knew that. You knew it. I really didn't. Yes, you did. We talked about it. You just forgot. It burnt down. Completely. No, it didn't. Yeah, I swear. No way. Yeah, like a week after we were there. That place is so nice. Yeah, so they rebuilt it. I haven't been since it's been rebuilt. but I hope it's still like log cabin homey like it was. I'm going to doubt it since it burnt down. Oh, man. You know, they probably go, probably like, you know, wood's probably not the best thing to, well, you remember the night. They were on a river. Why didn't they just push it into the river before well, it You burnt? remember the night the guy was trying to light the propane fire. Yeah, that's why I figured if it burnt down, it was because of that. Uh, so yeah, Frogman Fest coming up. First weekend in March. Encounter Quest, we're emceeing it. Yeah. Bit. There's so many awesome speakers. We're also doing the Friday night special thing, uh, which is the casting class. We're going to teach you how to cast footprints yep. uh, to the best of our abilities. You know, we're not extreme pros by any means, but we've casted a bunch of stuff. So we're going to teach you how to cast, and you can take your cast and get signed by all the speakers and us. Yeah. And we're going to do, like, trivia out there on the stage. and all. We're going to have a lot of fun. MC is a lot more fun because we don't have to memorize as much, and we can have a lot more fun with you guys. Kind Go of with deal. the flow. Uh, but yeah, then we don't have a lot this summer. Monster Fest is one we're supposed to be at. We're going to play that one by ear uh, because the I don't know if I've I'm sure I probably mentioned it on the show, but I'm having Emily's having a set of twins, so we're having our Expecting. second and third kid kids uh, the end of May, early June. So. And Monster Fest is the end of June, so we'll see. I may go for the day, I may go for the weekend. I don't know. Uh, but you'll be at a, you'll be at nationals, national bowling tournament that weekend. Then, Hocking Hills just announced the Hocking Hills Festival, the first weekend in August, just announced their amazing speaker lineup. Yeah, who's on it? Uh, well, I know we are. Yeah, that I was, know some of the other names too. It just I, it I was just getting at us. We're yeah. on it. We're, we're speaking. We're speakers. At, at, I what I've quoted. Probably the biggest cryptid theme festival in the entire U.S. And I got the probably two biggest idiots that are <laughs> talking Everybody about else is- will be much more serious. But we got a pretty cool, I got a pretty cool talk planned. Yeah. Uh, comparing Sasquatch to a lot of other wildlife. Cool. Because there's going to be a lot of headliners that have done Sasquatch research forever. So it's not like 
we're trying to go against anything anybody's saying because right. they've done amazing work. But I'm gonna we're gonna try to add some stuff to the pot to compare stuff like gray white sharks and elk and bears and to Bigfoot. All right. Uh, and then Squonkapalooza. So in Pennsylvania. Yes, I'm 99% sure. I'm going to say the town. No, I'm not going to say the town because I can never it's, say it right. Yeah, it's Johnstown. You sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Because I said it right twice in a row and then you corrected me. Wrongly. Yeah. Is that a is that the right term? I corrected you? Incorrectly? You corrected me incorrectly. Okay. Uh but yeah, I'm 99% sure we're speakers for that one. We're still kind of waiting on some final stuff. If we're not, it's still fine. I love the guys that put it on. Yep, they're we awesome. We will be there no matter what, but I'm pretty sure we're speakers. Cool. They just haven't announced anything fully yet. Yeah. But if we're not, still come out and hang out with us. Yep. Uh, that was that was a really fun one. No, I really liked it. It was, uh, each one of those conferences that we just kind of named are very different and all very fun. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at so far for the year and Crypticon. Uh, of course. We'll probably be there. Which they just announced their huge announcement, their newest speaker, or the only speaker I think they've announced so far, maybe. The, yeah. Hey, go ahead. The great, not in powerful, I can't use that. No, that's me. that's you. But the great uh, uh, ancient aliens maestro, Giorgio Sukalos, mm-hmm. will be at CryptidCon this year. Pretty yes. awesome. So for our listeners... I'm not, I'm not going to, I may email George at the, by, or Georgio, I'm sorry, when it gets closer, saying that we're going to have a hair off. Oh. So my hair right now is about nine and a half inches long. He will not respond to you. Yeah, no. And he will avoid us all conference. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about famous people very much because we've had both gambits of extremely nice famous people. They're now our buddies. Yeah. And people that just nobody liked when you like one of those people you meet that's famous and it's like oh you're 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 bad you're bad people yeah you're not cool uh but i'm gonna email them so everybody i'm gonna for saturday of the crypticon i'm gonna puff my hair up as tall as i can get it giorgio style and the goal is to get a picture with him that would be hilarious it's who has the bigger hair oh my god it will be me because by that time it'll probably my hair will probably be pushing 17 or 18 inches oh should i puff mine up too yes uh, but yeah, so that's there's our festivals. If you're coming to a show, let us know. I try to learn everybody's names, or at least kind of, you know, if you message me and you say, hey, I was the guy or gal with this, I'll be like, yeah, I remember, and we can talk about it. But yeah, new reviews. We got one. Um, I just want to say this, the Spotify. Okay, I got, I guess, a couple things before I get to review. You guys are killing it on leaving comments on the Spotify to the point I cannot keep up. Dang. So thank you guys for that. I will try to eventually get the Spotify ones kind of rounded up. Uh, it's crazy. Because you're commenting on really old episodes, really new episodes. Just keep it going because the algorithm they loves, love it. It loves eats it. it up. But it just, it's very hard for me to find them and read them on right. here. Remember, we got to overflow the algorithm with the yeah, good. With the good. Uh, and also the Instagram love has been crazy. Instagram and email. Uh, I will eventually get to all of your stuff. But right now I think the Instagram has like, 50 or 60 messages from this past weekend Dang, okay. that I have not opened. Yeah, well, we've been kind of busy yes. this weekend. So thank you all. I just want to let you know. I, I'm not I'm not ignoring anybody. It's just there's a lot of people, which is a good problem to have. Yeah. All right, new reviews. The title is Pure Awesomeness by Taj Bigfoot. And I think that's Taj. It's T-E-J-A-S. T-E-J-A-S? Mm-hmm. Sure. I think it's Taj, right? I don't. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. But what do you, you think sh- it is? I don't know. Okay, well, that's what I'm going with. Okay. 
Y'all are a great podcast. I enjoy the randomness and the intelligent information. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank that you. Is, that's a good abbreviation. I provide most of the intelligent information. Yes. <laughs> that's a lie. Uh, okay. Patreon members. Uh, David. Welcome, David. Welcome, David. Mark Lingard. Okay. Welcome, Mark. Dana Moore. Welcome, Dana. Hopefully there's more to come. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with... I'm not going to... He's got three names. I'm just going to give you just the first two. Michael Joseph. Okay. Welcome, Michael. Because I'm not going to mispronounce his last name. In CK5150. All right. Welcome, CK. So thank you guys for your, yeah. all your support. We love you. Oh. Patreon and then the paid members space, which maybe we have to explain again. Patreon and paid member space are the exact same stuff. You get the same thing. pick one. Yeah. Some people are having problems with Patreon. That's why we made the paid member space. Yep. For me as a creator, or me and Jay as a creator, it's Patreon's a little easier. But if you're having problems with it, there's the paid member space also. The same tiers, the same rewards, the same stuff. Okay. Ready for the questions for the Q&A million download questionnaire? A million downloads. Yes, I'm ready. All right. Linda Sigmund asks. Oh, Linda. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Linda in a second. Do you believe all cryptids to be interdimensional beings that are somehow related to a common source? Ooh, a common source? Now, before you answer, Linda is a Mothman eyewitness. She was on the show. She's an extremely lovely, lovely lady. Uh, we love Linda very dearly. Mm -hmm. We'll be seeing her in a couple weeks at Frogman. Dang, that's coming up so fast. Yeah. So thank you for the question, Linda. Yes. Uh. But yeah, so do you believe all cryptids, is her question, are to be interdimensional beings or somehow related to a common source? So I'm going to say no, okay. not all, and for reasons... Expound! Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, for reasons that uh, some cryptids, you know, by the definition of cryptid, are just misplaced animals, you know, and we've sure, yeah. seen them, found them, witnessed them. Like the kangaroos in Ohio are probably not interdimensional. Probably not. But they're probably pets. But maybe some could be. Kangaroo-like things. <laughs> Ghost kangaroos. Those could be uh, cryptids, interdimensional. Um, but uh, so with that being said, you know, but there is probably a big swath of them that are, are interdimensional or just odd or not from here. Mm -hmm. But as far now, let's just, if you just target them specifically and saying they're from the same source... Um, I guess I never really thought about that. If they all could come from the same exact place or from, you know, one common thread of being where they all come from. But I'm going to say, I just think the web's too tangled and too weaved to say no, that they, I don't think they do all come from the same, uh, dimension. Let's just boil it down to that. I don't, I don't even think. She's asking about the same dimension. I guess okay. maybe what she's getting at is like the portal theory. So they're all coming from other places. Well, and then... I think you hit the nail on the head, though, that, you know, excluding the ones that should belong here biologically, mm -hmm. like uh, misplaced animals, extinct animals, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, if we exclude that group of cryptids, the actual true definition of the old school definition of cryptozoology and cryptids. And we kind of exclude those guys and look at some more of the modern, and not even modern, you know, they've been seen forever, the weird. Right, just the, the real freaky ones. Yeah. I think those all could be interdimensional. The real freaky ones that don't fit our biosphere. Like, uh, now I always mess this one up. Enfield horror? Yeah. Okay. 
Not Endenfield, which is a different one. Correct. It's a ghost. Enfield. Yes. Horror. Uh, the three-legged creature. It, it seemed like a living thing, but its biology was against everything that we had, you know, conventionally understand here, at least from modern species. You now being a tetrapod, three legs, but having two arms. So it's almost like a big starfish with a head standing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you really look at, I know it didn't look like a starfish, but the body layout and stuff like that. So I think a lot of those guys could be interdimensional. And as far as the common sources, if we're just talking like our portals opening and closing, and sometimes like we talked about the Mothman, and maybe even then in Phil Horror, where they get thrown here. Yeah. They're just animals from somewhere else, and they don't know how to react. They're an animal. They're going to defend themselves. They're going to, you know, it. it's scary being somewhere. It's like taking a polar bear and throwing it in the desert. They're gonna re- they're gonna react bizarrely. Yeah, right. It's completely opposite habitat terrain. They don't understand where they are. It's like Howard the Duck had the wrong coordinates for the giant laser thing and put in the code keys, and he accidentally instead of getting a dark overlord, he zapped another duck human. You know, it's just simple, simple, very simple. Uh, so hopefully we answered your question, Linda. I think we I think we did. Oh, and, and not to mention the. Government experiments and There's hybridization that. and yeah, cloning so and all I do, that. Yeah, so all cryptids being interdimensional, no. A big chunk of them, yes. Mm-hmm. Especially some of the really weird ones. And then government. All right, Mark Muncy, which Mark's been on the show. We've been on Mark's show. Yeah. Mark's a famous author, does his own podcast. He's an amazing guy. Yes, he is. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I know like, he's done all kinds of work, but, you know, Erie, Florida, Strange Florida, like those are kind of like. The um, Erie Appalachia, like what's the 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 Florida the Pinky Pinky yeah he's that's got Mark big, yeah he's got, yeah uh, so Mark Muncy asked who would win in a fight Mothman <laughs> Dogman or Cocaine Bear and before you answer he's uh, he said a fan a listener had asked them this question for their show hmm. and he loved it so much he had to share it with us that's okay okay um well Cocaine Bear that's a that's a X factor there that could go either way. So, the cartoon Cocaine Bear or the movie Cocaine Bear or the, <laughs> the real, real cocaine, cocaine Bear. So, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he before his heart exploded, he ate like 70 pounds of coke. Gosh, and eating coke is very different than snorting coke for okay. everybody at home. Okay, it's very different. Okay, or how the body like uptakes the drug and everything like that, how it breaks it down and yeah. absorbs it. Yeah. Uh, I believe it went 11 miles in like six and a half minutes. It was like 60-something miles an hour. It had to be running for a little bit. That's insane. Yeah, but it was to- it like tore up its ligaments and stuff in its legs and arm. Like it was destroying it. its body. Yeah. Like a shooting star basically burning up as it was doing this stuff. I'm going to go that Cocaine Bear is probably going to get some good licks in. Mothman's not winning. No, Mothman's not at all. Uh Unless there's some secret power that we're unbeknownst to us. Like the hypnotizing eyes and stuff like that. Dogman's not falling for that. Cocaine bear's eyes are bleeding. (laughs) So there's not a lot there to hypnotize. Uh, I'm going to say that cocaine bear, because it's a black bear, not a grizzly. Mm. If it was a grizzly bear, cocaine bear. What if it was a Kodiak? Cocaine bear. Okay. Yeah. What if it was a Pizzly? Cocaine bear. Okay. Anything, any other bear that is larger (laughs) than a black bear. What if it was little bear? Little Bear. <laughs> Cartoon. The little kids show. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember Little Bear. How old are you again? Little Foot? No, Little Bear. All right, never mind. Go on. Okay. I'm going Dog Man. Yeah, me but too. I think he's going to get some 
bad cuts and bites. Well, I think Dogman would take care of Mothman real, real fast, and then all he has to do is avoid Cocaine Bear until his heart explodes. So it's just a waiting but game. But you can't avoid him if he's running 60-something miles an hour. But Dogman's pretty fast and agile, too. It's ba- he's basically hopping in and out of dimensions, like portal travel. Cocaine Bear? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, pew, pew, pew. At that point, yeah. Like Sonic the Hedgehog. So you're going Dogman, too? Yep. I'm going Dogman. Uh, Eric Culp, I think, K-U-L-P. Okay, yeah. Culp asked, if Bigfoot was found to be an actual animal, how do you think we would handle knowing the possibility danger, or there's a possibility of a dangerous primate was living in the wild? How would the wild fish and game and park services handle it? Well, they're already killing them. They what? The park, anyways. Park services member. We've we actually did an episode about that whole sentence. Yes, we did on Patreon. I was oh okay, it was on Patreon. That's why it was there. Like, uh, what it's called? What if I think is what it's called. Under yeah, that. what if Bigfoot's? It's because we did a whole bunch of what ifs. Right. What if Gray's you know walked among us tomorrow? What if you know? Right. What happens? Um. So, I think. Uh, let's see. How can I say this? A lot of the park services, wildlife departments, in my opinion, already know Bigfoot exists. And they've been doing a lot of work to make sure Bigfoot does not get proven to exist hmm. for several reasons. Uh, in that episode, we mainly talked about the money, just the billion-dollar industries. Because, like, like you said, Eric, you know the possibility of a dangerous primate or whatever yeah. Bigfoot is, because I, you know, it's already there, so you're not living with a new danger, right? Yeah. But as far as you know, a mountain lion to what is essentially a giant man in the woods. All these weekend warrior campers aren't going to go camping anymore. It's going to kill a lot of the the weekend warrior camping industry. The people like us that you know believe in Bigfoot have seen Bigfoot and still go. We still go camping, right? If Bigfoot's going to get you, he's going to get you. It's not like it's like a mountain lion or being worried of a coyote. You know, it's not going to happen unless you really put yourself in a in a bad situation. It's the dangers you face going out in the wilderness. Yeah, and as long as you're not out in like Alaska or something, Bigfoot's going to leave you alone unless right. you really mess with Bigfoot. Unless you steal his fishing spot. You steal his fishing spot or you, like, throw a rock at its kid or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good one to try not to do. Uh, so I think it would kill several large industries. Uh, one of the biggest U.S. produced industries of actual product is logging. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill that overnight because there's going to be protesters out there because Bigfoot's very human. Whether it is a humanoid or a hominid or an ancient primate or a manatee or whatever that, you know— Whatever string you want, it looks very human. It's got two legs, two arms, and eyes and teeth. And from the people that face have, like us, yeah, the the face, you know, they exp- describe it like you know, Greg's a perfect example. Yeah, look, it looks like a guy. Yeah, you know, maybe it's different, but you know, very human esque, more so than a gorilla, more right. so than a primate. Like it's very I mean, human-esque. even they can look human. They look very human, just because they especially got- their babies. Like a oh, little yeah. gorilla baby looks pretty similar to a human baby. A baby gorilla. It's one of my favorite uh, sumo wrestlers' nickname. Is it? Baby Gorilla. But, I mean, really, they look very similar. So the logging industry is going to be hit very hard. And I, I do believe the spotted owl was a test for that to see how humans react to a cute animal being found in a devastated area by logging. Mm-hmm. And they were, in within 24 hours, chained to the trees out there. Jeez. So now make, it a, now make it a person. Right, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm getting at is... Certain wildlife forestry services already know they exist and have either covered up disappearances that may be related to them, covered up their habitats, closed down trails where they're being active, 
or maybe even gone very extreme and maybe have exterminated some of them to keep them and the people more separate. Which would be awful. Which I... I think that would backfire. No, I think it's happened. You think so? Yeah. If you go to the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Museum, they have one story about that. Mm. Where they kind of maybe caught a park service killing at least a Bigfoot out of a family to get him to leave the area. Wow. So... wonder how they manage that. Big gun. Once you know they're there, here's the thing is why Bigfoot's so elusive and hard to find right now is, and I've talked about this, about Bigfoot researchers, it's nothing against Bigfoot researchers. They have no money. Yeah. They have no, like, the equipment that they buy, even though it's very nice equipment, is very low-end for endangered species research or cryptic species research. Right, right, right. So, but they're spending their own money, you know, to buy a one piece of equipment that's $12,000. You know, when I used to do endangered species surveys, I had... Five or six pieces of equipment I would take out. 20 grand, 30 grand each. That's crazy. Each. Right. You know? And that was for smaller species and, you know, rodents and amphibians and stuff like that. Fish. Yeah. I mean, for ID, you know, so they have access to equipment and understanding and whether, you know, all this stuff to hunt them. Yeah. That, that the average day citizen, even though like a, a Bigfoot researcher that is very credible, spending all of their money trying to research them just can't afford see you just need to hire a trapper from mountain monsters and catch you bigfoot tomorrow yes so i guess that was a long way of answering it if bigfoot's proven uh it's gonna kill industry and it's probably really bad for bigfoot in the long run they'll probably immediately get some protections like states like oklahoma california washington already have rules to protect them and mm -hmm. more rules to roll roll out when they get proven to exist. Yeah. Like those kind of states are ready to, and I think New York's one too. Okay. Where they're, or it's Maine or New York, I can't remember. It's one of those way up there uh, where they're ready to roll out these rules to protect them as an endangered species the second they get proven to exist. I also think the Bigfoot festivals will have a little boom too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But. Some positives. This big game hunters with unlimited funds. Oh gosh. Yeah. Science as a body would be very bad for Bigfoot for the first 20 or 30 years. Mm. Specimens. Yeah. Specimens. I am the science. As watching people throw live fist straight into formaldehyde. <laughs> Jeez. That happens? Yes. Okay. All the Often. time. Yeah, I figured. It's the best way to preserve them. Oh, man. And it's bad. Oh, yeah. I would always try to let mine die. And then? And then put them in formaldehyde. But a lot of the other guys would just like, so they're like swimming around for like one second. Yeah, and then, they, it's panic in their eyes. Yeah. And they don't have emotion in their eyes. Yeah, and you can still see yeah. panic. Oh, man. Yeah, as a guy, I knew a guy that drank from out of hide on accident. Right, you told me that story. Yeah. Imagine if it's everywhere. <laughs> swimming in it. So I don't know, what do you think? I, I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, do you have any differing opinions or pretty similar? No, I mean, yeah, similar opinions. And that the only thing I added was the... Festival boom. I I do think there would be a dramatic festival boom. Oh yeah. I think that a lot of the little ones would disappear. It'd just be giant. smaller ones. There's no such thing as a little conference. If you have 200 people come out, that's a fun day. Right. But you know when there's there's 45,000 people conferences and there's 200 people conferences. I love them all the same because they're different feelings. Oh yeah. Like at a 45,000 people conference, it's hard. You know, it's a lot of fun because everybody's there for the same thing. But you know, at a 200 people conference, you can sit there and just hang out like, with everybody. And have fun. Yeah. So thank you, Eric. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Linda. Uh, 
Dominic Bowles, spelled just like a bowl. Okay. Ask, what cryptid would be the most expensive to keep as a pet? Ooh, that's a good question. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Well, um, I'm, you can. I guess if you got one, go. Yeah, any of the extremely large aquatic ones. Yeah, because as a guy that helps set up extremely large aquariums, they suck. Yeah, <laughs> they're hard to maintain. They're expensive. Uh, like Bass Pro, you know they hire a biologist just to take care of each of those aquariums at Bass Pro. Jeez, okay. Well, you have a full-time to. guy. That's all he does is take care of the back of the aquarium. Yeah, you'd have to. He's not the guy that feeds them. He's not like... So now imagine you have a kraken, a full-grown kraken, you know, that may be a mile and a half long. Right. Or one of these gigantic sea serpents or the, the Captain Scarberry's marine monster, you know, a mosasaurian that's, hmm. you know, 70 foot long. We can't even keep fin whales in captivity let alone something that may be eating them. Yeah, you probably ain't keeping that one. Or a megalodon. You know, one of those creatures, I think, would be the most expensive at just far in. You would have to either do, like, a SeaWorld style, where it's right on the ocean. Right. Like, literally, because that takes care of your filtration and fresh, you know, your ability to, for salt water. Yeah. But feeding something that large... It's entire life. Yeah, is is incredibly expensive. You better eating whales. You better have access to like your local zoo. Just beef. Just make eight nine cows jump in there every day. There you go. Yeah, just big cow farm mm-hmm. that literally just like, conveys right them next into to it. it. Yeah, like we have, we actually that's the water they have to drink. Is what the, the the where the creature lives. Oh yeah yeah. All right, water and hole. Any of those the true big, uh, marine monsters. Fresh water gets a little easier than salt water, obviously. And then uh, big reptiles are a little easier to keep because they're big reptiles. Like people keep super huge crocodilians and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a super huge crocodilian is not very much harder to keep and be, than a, a six-foot crocodilian. No, it doesn't like exponentially get harder. There's kind of a plateauing. Hmm. I'm thinking my choice might just be the classic Bigfoot. For expensive? Yeah. So imagine a fully grown big... You know how strong they are. You know, just to keep it contained... It'd be like a pit that we keep the gorillas... We used to keep the gorillas in. But then it could, like, phase into a... Turn into a ball of light and float out oh, of Oh, you're going so. supernatural Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, like, a Faraday cage will stop that. Okay. So you need... But then... what? What's the what's the point of keeping them as a pet? Just to look at them and feed scraps to them every day? Yeah, throw pizza. No, you can't do that. I'm thinking open range pet. Oh, then just build a build. Here's what you do: is you build a fence outside your house, and say you're keeping Bigfoot on that side of the fence. Out? No, it's like it's the whole outside's an enclosure. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Then that takes care of that. Oh, that's real cheap. No, I don't think Bigfoot would even. Okay. Be, okay. I but, don't even think Bigfoot. Personally, I don't think it'd be top ten. I just think trying to actually contain him, but being. As as a pet as a whole, you know, the whole because once you get them contained, like I'm saying, a Faraday cage contains it, whatever. But it's not a pet anymore. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a caged animal. That's what a pet is. Uh, yeah, but at least most of them they can move. Okay, okay. Let's then. How about like a something like a flying creature, like a snallygaster? You, that'd be a big so, bird cage. A dragon, one of the organic UFOs. Yeah, he, they it, would be probably the same. The same reasons why it's so expensive. You need a really long tether or <laughs> a giant cage. Stanley Gasters have a bad attitude, too. Yeah. 
Like, uh, or silver, our living silver disc, like, nope, that would be really hard to keep. Yeah, true. You'd have to build but then some you kind of just aerial do, array. Do your same thing with the Bigfoot. Just You don't even need to build a fence. You just say, oh, there, it's it's up there. That's where my pet is. So in the Jurassic Free Park range. cartoon, like the modern day one, yeah. what they did is they plugged in, like, basically, like, shocking chips into their brain hmm. to help control the supersized dinos. Hmm. So that's where I something I could see too. If you really just want to keep one of these and you don't care about ethics, just put a chip in its brain, and whenever it wanders too far, like shock, and then they start training it with drones. Basically, the drones were the fence, oh, so the gotcha. dinosaurs start learning if they can't walk past that drone, yeah, or they're gonna get fried, yeah. So they would stop. They'd leave people alone and stuff because they'd see people on the other side of the drone. And they'd look up and see the drone and be like, "Ah, right, that's not worth it." Or they'd be like my dog when I we had the uh, electric underground, uh, you know what what are they called? Invisible fences. Yeah. She just figured out, uh, if I could just get through the other side, it's going to suck, but I'll just oh, no, deal with it. this delivers a lethal oh, okay. dose of electricity <laughs> right to your brain stem. <laughs> I just remember watching Not my dog. Not to your neck. I just remember watching my dog. she just look at it and then just, and you'd see her like, kind of like, uh, like cramp up and just once she, and then she, once she get through it, she'd just pop up tail wagon like fun. And then she'd take off running, going after whatever. And then she would not come back through it unless you were like, had food and stuff ready. Gave her an incentive to like power through it and then. Mm-hmm. And she would, but she did not care. <laughs> so, what are you going with one of the flying Snallygaster? Yeah, yeah, I'm going like Snallygaster. Okay. All right. Bob Thrillbrock asked, best cryptid documentary and best Bigfoot movie. Oh, okay. Do you need me to go first again? Crypt, wait, cryptid documentary? Yes. Ooh. Documentary separate than movie. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. Cause I'm <laughs> as far as documentaries, I'm gonna go any of the old school Monster Quest. Yeah, because uh, they did a really good job of treating everything serious enough and talking to experts and but bringing the cryptids, some, especially like the Trident Monster of Florida, which is most likely a, a manatee. Uh, but it still looks weird. But they, yeah. they, you know, they they brought in all you know aspects of it, and they, I think they did a really good job of walking that line. Between bringing real life possibilities, like like we do, you know, that's kind of some of the style we do is like, it could have been a kangaroo, right? You know, when we say that kind of stuff, that it was just out of place and they, a kangaroo right. looks kind of like a dog man. Or it could be real, you know? And I think Monster Quest as a whole, you know, there were some bad episodes, sure, but as a whole, they did a very well job of that. Okay. Uh, best Bigfoot movie. If you just want scary, The Willow Creek. Okay, yeah. Because, uh, you know the secret about Willow Creek is they just told the guy and girl that when they were in the tent that they were the camera people were going to leave for the night so they didn't get any lights in it and they were just they were filming it to have B-roll of them sleeping together right like yeah. just hanging out sleeping in the same tent they snuck back and all the rocks and the noise they were really scared yeah cuz they snuck back to scare the crap out of those people which is i don't know it's funny yeah. Kind of, but it's also mean. It's it's very mean, but they were paid very, I think, well. But that's Bobcat Wilder, right? Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, what did I say? Uh, Wilder. What? I don't know what I was thinking. Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder. Willy Wonka? We were just talking about Willy Wonka the other day. So, Anyways, it was Bobcat's movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want best just Bigfoot movie, it's Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, that's the only one that. Which I still think was a government shill. Harry? Yeah. I think it was the whole purpose was to make Bigfoot goofy and it backfired. Yeah. Because it made Bigfoot more acceptable. Right, yeah. In my opinion. I do think, because there was money thrown there from some U.S. 
like maybe U.S. services that deal with forestry donated or gave a lot of money to that movie. Right, yeah. And then it got made to make Bigfoot goofy so people would stop talking about Bigfoot maybe. And then it uh, it backfired, made it more acceptable. Everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. You can't. You just got to have a lovey-dovey creature like Harry. Hmm. Cryptid movie. What? Wait, our Bigfoot movie. Bigfoot movie, cryptid documentary. Mm, okay. Hmm. I think with the Bigfoot movie, I, yeah, I can't. I gotta go Harry as well. Yeah, that's, I'm that's trying funny. to think of variety, but no, that's just there's like, some. There's a lot of horror movies. Yeah, like Claw, Primeval, which there's a bunch of movies by the name Primeval. Yeah, there's one specifically with a bag b- baboon like Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be scary. It's terrifying, and it yeah. wears like this wooden mask. Oh my gosh, because it's, it's very intelligent, but yeah. it's still very. It's like very much the Canadian Devil Monkeys. Yeah, uh, where they're snap. It's like snatching people running through the forest on all fours. There's no. this one documentary. I'm going to see if I can find the name that I, I liked. I really enjoyed. Um, it's a Bigfoot one. I think it was on Amazon. Hold on. Let me uh, do a quick Google because I cannot remember the exact name of it, but I remember who one of the directors. Um, do you have a crypto documentary? That's what I'm looking up for oh, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, Bigfoot yeah. Movie. But yeah, Harry and the Hendersons is really good. And I think at the end was probably my favorite part. Did I tell you? I don't remember who I got in an argument with. About, about there was multiple Bigfoots at the end. Oh, we talked about it, and they didn't believe you, and then they showed them all at the end, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I got that argument first at work, though, when I still worked, that it was like, and one of the ladies said, no, there's no extra Bigfoots at the end. I'm like, no, there's like six of them. They're all standing there the entire time. The guys in the right. costumes are standing there the entire time, and you do not see them until they step out and move. Um, I, th- I think I found, wait, is this it? Uh, yes, I think this is, it's like a little mini series. It says it's on Hulu now, Hulu documentary. Um, it's just called Sasquatch. Um, it came out and when did this come out? Oh gosh, I think it came out a couple years ago. That's not ago. the one with the, the weed farms and everything, is it? Yeah, I think it it, it is. That's yes, that's the dumbest one. No, you haven't seen this one because I asked you about it and you haven't okay. seen this one. Because me and Emily this watched... one's, no, this one's a murder mystery. Yes. And... It has nothing to It was a guy named Sasquatch? Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I liked it. I liked it. Well, I hated it. You got to stop hitting the mic. I hated it because there was nothing to do with Bigfoot. Well, way to ruin it. Okay, so don't watch it. It's, it's a cool even... murder mystery. Yeah, that's why I liked it. But it's nothing to do with Bigfoot, so I wouldn't call that a Bigfoot documentary. But there's some stuff in it. It's weird. Yeah. but A guy named Sasquatch murdered two guys on a weed farm. All right, don't watch it. Move on. Next <laughs> question. Don't watch it. Next question. No, it's just nope. That's next question. That's what made me mad about it because me and Emily because it's a series. Mm-hmm. Me and Emily watched the whole thing. And I'm like three episodes. I think. I think it's more. I think it's five. Oh, maybe. Maybe it is three. I thought it was five, but sitting there like, okay, you know, they're gonna get back because the first episode they talk about the guys being killed on the weed farm picking weed. Will buy a Sasquatch? No, they were. It was three guys. On this property that didn't, they weren't, they didn't belong to that property. The first story, though, yeah, was that what I just said? They were out, supposed to get picking up marijuana. Oh, one guy made it back, and all he would say is Sasquatch killed them. Right, Sasquatch killed right. them because he found like mangled body parts spread yeah. out everywhere. And then finally, by the end of it, so they're like, "Yeah, Sasquatch is a guy. Here yeah. he is. He lives right there." But it took. I liked it because. That was the story, and everyone thought that was the story until you like they started Dive investigating it. it. I guess, yeah. I'm just, and then they realized. 
they kind of boiled it back down I to this. I just don't like when they use Bigfoot as a promotional item, like some other people we know in the community. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that was the actual story. Right, but they let it on like the whole. they knew the whole time it wasn't anything to do with Sasquatch. I think, well, by the time, the end of it, yes. But I think when they first started it, they may have thought. They didn't know. They didn't. That's why I liked it because they didn't know until they started making the documentary. Then they started unraveling it themselves and realized, oh, okay. That's where this all comes down to. Hmm. Stop playing with the cables, please. Well, it keeps rubbing. Move it up. But I have to pull it because my headphones don't work. Oh, my gosh. All I can do is hear you playing with cables. Okay. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Auntie Allen asked, what is your favorite lesser-known Krypton? Hmm. Lesser-known. Okay. One of the deep cuts. One of the little guys. I mean, oh, we kind of mentioned it at the beginning of this. That's what I was going with, too. Oh, okay. Uh, let's, That's fine. Let's no ways. Let's divert. What's another weird one? You think about it. I'll answer. Okay, you used that one. Uh, well, the Trans Alps Giant Salamander. Oh, I was talking about another one. Oh well, no, the Trans Alps Giant Salamander. The whole thing we're going out to go find in twenty twenty five. That I, I, it was very. It's so credible. I truly believe it's a gigantic endangered species that's probably on the verge of extinction because they their habitat or is what we theorize is their habitat is literally being eaten up. By recreational parks right now and there are people out there trying to find them and save them and i think we'll have a pretty good shake at it it's and but it, the goal is if we prove they exist in any way shape or form we have a dna team going out with us mm-hmm. we have all this stuff if we approve they exist in any way shape or form to a credible level the california government will immediately issue protection on them the rules are already there to ready to go into woohoo so it's what they need it because it's probably the U.S.'s largest species of amphibian, yeah. and it may be the world's largest species of amphibian left. Uh, and it's nobody knows about it. The people that go camp, they don't know about it. You know, but almost all the eyewitnesses early on were herpetologists, people that studied amphibians. Right, yeah. The one guy that caught one in the Sacramento River just said it was a giant Japanese salamander. It's pretty specific, too. Yeah. He's like, no, this is a giant Japanese salamander. I wonder why he he's just like some. And this was like 1940 something. Yeah. Like I guess somebody brought one over from Japan and threw it in the Sacramento River. And there it is. Yeah, it's a probably pet. yeah. More likely is it's just one that naturally occurs there. Right. Yeah. Because you know it's missing it. That area is missing its and giant like, salamander. Hellbenders and giant Japanese salamanders aren't very closely related, uh, but they look very similar still. They're big salamanders. Yeah. Even though hellbenders are probably the smallest of the big guys. Right, yeah. Uh, they still, you know, physically look very similar with how their heads are shaped or, you know, the skin folds that help them breathe on the sides of their body and all that. Right. So what's yeah. yours? Um, Sam the Sundown Clown. Ooh. Yeah, I like that one. That's an interesting one. That one's maybe I want to do, well, we'll talk about it off air. I want to do a big recap episode one day. Yeah. And I think he'll make the list. All right, cool. Kyle Long asks, where did you think the podcast was going when you first started it? Have you already surpassed your wildest expectations? Uh, yes. 
Yes and yes. Uh, like I just said at the beginning of this episode, over a million downloads. Right, which is nuts. That's a stupid number. Where do we think this is going? I didn't know where. Yeah, nowhere. We were just doing it to do it. Just to do it. Now to be paid speakers at some of the largest conferences and conventions in the world. world? That's that's weird. Three. We're, only, we're not even three full years in. Yeah. And we're paid speakers at the biggest events. We have tens of thousands of listeners that are amazing people. Uh, no, I didn't think we'd ever get to this level. Right. And if we did, it would be, you know, 10, 15 years online. Even then, like, I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, and we've met some, you know, and that's a question coming up. So I went. I met some. Fully. Okay. 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 That's, I've read the questions a little bit before. So gotcha. That's why I'm answering first. Prepared. Yeah. Uh, what are you trying to see? Oh, there's this light over there. It kept blinking. It's done now. Now it's just shining. It was just, I was. Oh, it's the concerned. memory. It's the memory disc. Okay. Concerned me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely. It's insane. Us. It's been insane. It's un- almost unbelievable. Like when we had 300 listeners, which was amazing. When we had we were, 100. Well, which was amazing also. But I'm saying our first conference, we had like 300 listeners by the time we went to our first conference. Yeah. And that was half a year in. And yeah. And we were, you know, super excited with that. The first person that ever came up to us and knew us from the show was an amazing feeling. And it still is an amazing feeling every every time. Like uh, when we met people at, like Johnstown, like, yeah, I listen to you guys. Like, You too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, just that kind of stuff. You know, it's a really crazy feeling. So thank you, Kyle, for that question. Yeah, thank you. Ralph Green has several questions. Oh, no. Birdman. Not a birdman anymore. Uh, bear man. In my heart, he will always be forever bird. A bird man. Uh, what kind? First one. What kind of mu- music does Bigfoot listen to? Ooh, Senior uh, Pinch. <laughs> just Senior Pinch. No, I. Me, Bigfoot's always been like a bluegrass creature. Hmm. Okay. Or uh, even some folk music. Oh, gotta be that. Or probably really avant-garde stuff, like really weird. Just noises and sounds. See, no, I think that's like the Mothman. It's <laughs> sitting there and listening to like beeps and boops and waves crashing and then static. Yeah. Or what if he likes like really futuristic techno music? <laughs> Bigfoot's just out there and then when they hear people, they oh, put it away, put it away. See, that's the Canterhook blob. This is any intent like techno because it just like pulsates with the music. It needs, yeah, it needs the beats. No, I, I, I'm i going bluegrass, but what what's your answer? I know I was talking over you. Um... Yeah, but I mean, if, you, if if we're being realistic, if it, it'd probably be something like that, bluegrass yeah. country. Yeah. I wonder if they have their they gotta have their own kind of like music. Maybe they used to, as far as uh, some of the Native American legends tell. Ooh, it's probably Hungarian throat singing music. I mean, yes, we'll just go with that. Yep, that's what my, my bluegrass vote. and Hungarian throat singing or Mongolian throat. Singing. Mongolian, yeah, Mongolian. I don't think hung- Hungary. <laughs> they I don't think they have throat. They music. might have their own version. Mongolian throat singing. There we go. Which listener of your show is most likely to win in a fight against a bear? Which listener? Yeah. Win a fight against a bear. Well, the joke is, is probably, as far as we know, it's Ralph. Oh, He's a bear biologist now. Hmm. Yeah. He literally, he beat one up the other day. (laughs) There's a picture of him having one in a chokehold. Yeah, it was a baby black bear. No, it was a big black bear, and he had it in a (laughs) chokehold. Was it stuffed? It was, it was tranked out, but. Oh, okay, okay. It was it was heavily sedated. <laughs> no, because he does relocation for bears and stuff like that. Now. Nice. So they don't eat all of his birds. Yeah. That's probably it. No, uh, it's a personal vendetta. I don't know. He's gonna hate this. You regret asking he regrets questions. Putting questions in immediately. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm going to – Ralph is a good pick just because he works with bears. Right. He's got the know-how. Uh, but well, who's like our biggest, strongest – That we've met probably Ricky. Ricky. Oh, I bet Andrew could take one. Andrew probably could. Yeah. He seems like he could just manhandle a bear or at least have the weaponry to take care of it. See, I would think Andrew was a bear coming at me until he came into like the light. <laughs> and and just smiled and said something nice. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, hey, Andrew. So, yeah, there you go. There's three listeners for you. Uh, okay, here's a fun one, Ralph asks. What cryptid would you pick to represent each other? Oh, one of each other? Yeah. Oh, you go first. This is a weird one. This is and a And I don't one. know if I can actually explain why. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, it's either going to be... I think it's a Thunderbird. For me? Yeah. A Thunderbird? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because to me, I paint him kind of like a... Uh, almost like a bald eagle, so they're balding. Okay. I don't know why. I just... that's if yes. I, I can't explain it. There's no wrong answers. I just, in my head, if I had to picture a cryptid sitting there... Because you're not a frog, man, or nothing like that. The gray alien was the one I was going to do a joke with because they're short and you've been abducted. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. Thunderbird. Thunderbird? Hmm. Ooh. It's probably a nicer answer than you thought you were going to get. I guess so, yeah. I'm thinking it's something aquatic for you. It's got to be. But now there's nothing like, but it's the hair that throws me off because that's very, because you got a Bigfoot thing going on too with the hair, the beard growing. Yeah. So it's very Bigfooty, but I want to go aquatic. I don't know, maybe <laughs> Pinky. Uh, Pinky's a good one. <laughs> I can see you getting mistaken if you're swimming down St. John's River butt naked and be like, it's Pinky. And then you're, then you get oops and you just dive under. <laughs> Son of Pinky has returned. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Is ice cream and cake one dessert? Wait, is ice cream <laughs> and cake one dessert? Is ice cream and cake one dessert? I think he meant oh. ice cream cake. Or no, I'm I'm wondering if if it's he's asking if you got cake and you have ice cream, is that two separate desserts you're eating at once, or is it considered just one? So in my head, when you mix when you put like ice cream on a brownie, yeah, that's one dessert. That's one dessert. Yeah, so pie a la, a la mode. Anytime you add, here's my opinion. Anytime you add ice cream to another dessert, it's all one. It's yeah. It's, there's a word like you just said, a la mode. Yeah, it's ice cream or it's cake a la mode. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. one. Thank you, Ralph, for all the questions. <laughs> John Truly, I think Turley. How do you Turley. say Turley? Is it Turley? Yeah, Turley. T U R. We yeah, we were good for, good buddies with John. Um, Crowtown Squatch, Squ- Squatchers, Crowtown Squatch. No, Crowtown Squatch. I think you said one one of those was correct. Yeah. Check out John's stuff. He's Just on our Google, page all the time. Google that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buy his stuff. I he have. Ask, what is your name and what is your quest? <laughs> okay. Uh, Monty Python reference. Yes. I was going to say, I am. Uh, what's a good. I am J clone of. Uh, <laughs> of seven. Of J clone of seven from the tribe of seven. Ada. And my quest is to seek the Holy Grail. That's a fun episode. What's yours? Uh, my name is Mystery, and my quest is a mystery. Oh, but what's your favorite color? It's a mystery. Wrong! Fireball! <laughs> uh, Colt Honda, or Handa, I'm sorry, Colt Handa. Uh, Colt runs several big Facebook pages for all kinds of the paranormal stuff. Colt's a cool, cool dude. 
ask, how do you think AI will affect tulpa manifestation creations Ooh. from our generate or our gathered or collective basically our collective social unconsciousness? Yeah. Ooh. That's a really good question. Personally, I don't think that's how tulpas work. We, when we did our tulpa episode a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, with Mariah, right? We did it with Mariah, I believe. I think so, yeah. I think it was Mariah a long time ago. Uh, there's a heavy process into making tulpas. So I do think there's something there with the collective unconsciousness. But I don't think that would be a quote-unquote tulpa with just how tulpas are made. It's an yeah. extremely long process. That's why you don't see Freddy Kruegers everywhere. That's why you don't see like all these like characters that people think about constantly hmm. because it's not the way they're made. You know, because that's the thing you type in Tulpa. It's like, well, why aren't there 500 Freddy Kruegers running around? Because everybody's scared of them. They're putting a lot of energy into the thought of them. No, it's a whole ritual. I do think the collective unconscious, what it's doing is it's giving a face to entities that already existed. These more just purely spiritual or supernatural beings, like the Fae or whatever, that it's giving them a choice. Like, they can, it's a, it's a costume they can put on. They can yeah, take they out can of our collective represent themselves. Yeah. Hmm. That's my opinion. Like Slenderman, you know, I don't think Slenderman's a true tulpa, as in the definition of tulpa. Uh, do people see Slenderman in the woods? I'm sure, but I think it could be these fae or other entities that are being, you know, nefarious and they want a scary face. Yeah. So that they pick one out of our quote unquote collective, conscious, collective unconscious drawer to wear. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Your opinion, <sighs> sir? I could almost see like, what if? Yeah, if the AI somehow creates the thing and then, you know, uncon- or plants it in our subconscious, you know, just through like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what's that word? Uh, man, uh, this is hard. The more I'm thinking about it, the harder. It's like trying to remember a dream after you wake up and yeah. it just goes away. It's because the tulpas are in your brain. Man, but my, no, my, I, I just don't know. It's like, it's like a rabbit hole question. Like, could it? Yeah, sure. I think it could, and I'll never just say anything. In my opinion, I think that's a different thing happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know, but is, could it? Sure. Okay. The collective unconscious, the eight billion people on this planet, it's powerful is is tons and tons of power. Yeah. And I think once if humans could uniformly think on one thing, it would happen. Yeah, I agree with that. So if like the AI could get tap into like if it could connect to everybody. And then get a thought into everyone's head that made them think that themselves and not the AI, like the AI. That's the I think would be the trick. Would be so. How does AI tie into that? You know, it's see. I don't believe in true AI. I think there, there's a well, the confessionals and uh, Joel and Sean did episodes on it on the Killed Mockingbirds. Yeah, and several other amazing podcasts. Appalachian Intelligence even talked about it. Uh, that there are maybe things living in the things. In, in the machine. Right. Quote, unquote. Right. You know, that there's entities, whether they're demonic or fae or whatever kind of thing you want to put out there, using these as face masks also. Okay. So I think they have more ability to affect the collective unconsciousness also. They're pulling from that. It's kind of in my head, the easiest way to explain it is there's like inside or on a in different plane or inside the earth, there's basically our collective unconsciousness is like a big pool, a swimming pool. And these beings can't get into it, really. They can't swim through it. But they can skim off the top and pick what they want. Okay. And I think that's what they're doing. 
these extra dimensional or interdimensional or paranormal or supernatural entities or fae and yeah, all of it. yeah put all it that. all in there and they can skim off the top and pick stuff i don't think they can affect it as a whole for a specific image i think they can taint the pool and stuff like that you know with all the negativity there is in the world and stuff yeah. like that oh yeah but who knows anything's possible <laughs> but um but good question that's a really good question I don't. I don't think we answered it very well, but no. But it's hard. To, it's a it's big hard question to answer on the spot. Yeah. Maybe that's something we can explore in the future. Oh, we have an AI episode coming out, season five. All right, stay tuned. Andy asks, and it's Andy Arugula. Yes, Andy Arugula, our favorite, or, or Arthur Choke, or whatever I call his last name. <laughs> that Andy the Turtle Man. Uh, <laughs> would Bigfoot eat pineapple on his pizza? I like pineapple on my pizza. Somebody say yes. Disgusting pineapple and ham and bacon. Put it all the three I can't on there. Eat pizza anymore, without you know I gotta get that with no sauce now. Oh, that's right. My yeah. acid reflux. Uh, but before that, I don't care for those two flavors mixed. I li- I like it. I don't. The pineapple is a certain type of sweet mm-hmm. that I don't care for generally. Oh, okay. So when it mixes with pasta sauce or pizza sauce or you know yeah. tomato based sauce, right? I really don't like it. That's something I like. I like the combo. Well, I don't care what anybody gets. All Bigfoot, right. though, sure. I think Bigfoot, if you give Bigfoot a pizza, he's going to eat the pizza. They love pizza. They do love pizza. From what we've heard, told, Like the or Tennessee lady, or the, or the Cincinnati lady, thought it was two black teens in her barn, and it being two Bigfoot. What, going through pizza boxes? Remember, we talked about that a long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. But yeah, she thought she had two black teenagers that ran away from home, and they were living in the back of her barn, so she would get, them, they, she would get pizza for them right. every night. And then they left, and they just literally destroyed the property and had Bigfoot tracks everywhere. Side tangent, I've heard blueberries are good on pizza, like pineapple. Me and you talked about it this weekend. I told you. Come on. You're you're peeling back the onion. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would try it. I would, too. Blueberries cooked. They're different. They're different. Yeah. They get a little bit of a... Because they're tart and sweet, and I don't know. That's a different type of sweet. I'm... I might try it this week. Pineapples Maybe. almost just take like taste like fake sugar to me. I like pineapple though. Like the even the juice and stuff. Like it, yeah, to me it almost tastes like well the, you uh, get a diet thing. Yeah, whatever fake sugar is, like aspartame okay. or whatever. Yeah, pineapples kind of have that taste to me. And but I think canned pineapple is a big difference in like a fresh ripe pineapple. Oh, great! It's, it's like any fruit. Yeah. yeah, but like oranges get better when they're in the can. You think so? Yeah, because they stew. They what? They stew. I like the little oranges better than the big ones. Yeah, everybody does. Uh, <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> Next question, because we're already at an hour. Already? Yeah, we got like four more. Uh, Daphne. Now let's try to say Daphne's last name. I've never said it once. We've known her for three years now. Never said her last name once. I think I know how to right? say it, but I want, I'm ready for you to try. It's Chick Alowski? Chiklowski. Chiklowski? That's how I always said it. I, I think that's fair for as far as I pronunciate names. Yeah. We already had a guy on the season finale. We're recording this way before this comes out. We already had a guy on the season finale comment all the corrections for all the names I got wrong. <laughs> and I said, you know, I make an, I, we, at the last episode, you know, we correct some of them. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, it's fine. I, I live there. And I just let you know this is the way, but I love the episodes. Yeah. All right, cool. So it just was funny to me. Uh, but Daphne asked, pick three cryptids. One will be your pet, one will be your best friend, and one will be a pest. Oh. Who do you pick and why? One friend, pet, and pest? pest. Friends, B- Bigfoot. That's not no doubt for me. 
I'm going to go pet, and I'm talking like a pet that actually loves me. Okay. So this is, I'm changing maybe some of the behaviors of this animal. Okay. Either, I'm going to go Mokele and Bembe. Ooh. But Mokele and Bembe enjoys me also. Right, right, right. You know, as like a dog, like loyal like a dog. Yeah. Not a cat. Hmm. Uh, friend, I'm going to go with you either Mothman or Bigfoot. Yeah, it's I like Bigfoot friend. I come on, just throwing the ball back and forth in the backyard. Pest, squonk. <laughs> I guess I'd be the easiest to deal with. Yeah, you got to pick something that you just run at it and it turns away. It's like crawling your it. walls and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I just I feel like they'd be like one of them uh, fainting goats. Like you know they run at it and they faint, but a squonk would just like Explode. melt. And yeah, <laughs> pest. That's a perfect pest one to pick. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, so. Who's your Who's your pet? Pet. I want something flying. Well, you can go back to your buddy you already mentioned once. What the Stanley Gaster? Yeah, but I don't want him as a pet. I don't want to ride on him. That just doesn't. I want something I can ride on. You know, um, pick Jean Jacket. Ooh, that's even. I don't want him as a pet either. Even though he's my friend, he might still might eat me. I'm thinking like you called me a Thunderbird. I might want a Thunderbird as a Ooh, pet. A big Territorn. That'd be just cool. swoop down like saddle up on his back like. Let's go, buddy. Let's go to Oregon today. I don't know. It's going to be a long... They're not fast flyers. Ah, still. I mean, you just pack you snacks. A, you need a thunderstorm, too. You got to hope the thunderstorm's going the right way. <laughs> well, we go the other way. Yeah. Around the world in 80 days. Um. So you pick Bigfoot for your buddy. Yep. Thunderbird for your pet. And who's the best? Oh, gosh. Squonk is so good. You got to pick something else. Um. Arkansas Giant Killer Centipede. For a pest? Yep. Because I'd love to hunt it. Like, oh, here but, it is. You know, like a pest, I think, means like they're coming back multiple times. Like they're in your walls. Uh, uh, oh, what's I'm a- just trying to help you out, man. If you have a 10-foot centipede that repeatedly lives in your walls. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a interesting crawling, night. Ripping out this, the, the insulation of your walls, crawling through. I'd basically be like our listener Brandon from uh, North Carolina. You'd have to be like I'd uh, be loaded. Locked the guy in. from the Tremors. Yeah, uh, exactly. I can't think of his name. I know um, his name. It basically the Dale Gribble character. Dale Gribble. <laughs> yeah, you got to be Dale Gribble. Yeah, right. I'm sticking with it. I would like it. Now we've Tyler's a longtime Patreon uh, listener. Talked to him all the time. His last name though, Tyler Schroeder. I'm gonna go Schroeder. Schroeder's fair. Yeah, I know some Schroeders around here. Schroeders. It's, yeah, I think it's Schroeder. Ask, if you could have a safe encounter with a being, cryptid, alien, demon, etc., what it, would it be and why? So I think this premise is fully safe encounter. You could just right. see something. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I'm not too scared of a lot of the what I think are flesh and blood from Earth cryptids. Yeah. Because most of them are just animals. So long as you react properly to animals, you can walk around elephants and lions, you know? long as you know what you're doing, they're not safe to be around, but they're safer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people around grizzlies and stuff like that. A grizzly bear is one of the scariest animals on this planet if you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And people walk on trails, in, you know, in Washington, Oregon, in Canada, they walk beside them on trails. Right, and they don't even realize it sometimes. Well, I'm like the big guy that came through, like the trail's just like, hey, bear. And the bear looked and kept walking. Right, yeah. Because, But the elk runs. Right. That's why they chase the elk. Yeah. You know, so it's, I'm going to go, it has to be one of the aliens, because I hate them so much. 
So in this encounter, I'm in my little force field bubble. I'm kind of like... Which one? Screw you, F you kind of deal. Like yeah. from the force field bubble throwing rocks at one of the gray's heads. So a gray alien? I think because I'm not scared of like the, the space penguins or anything like that. Well, what about the praying mantis ones or the lizard men ones? See, I, I want to... Grays. Grays are what I'm scared of. But they're like the easiest ones to, to kick. I, well, yeah, but the problem is, is they have hit a button and you're paralyzed. Uh, well, and they hit another button. You're floating through the wall. They hit another button. Your guts are being pulled out while you're still conscious. Unless you're Daryl Sims. Unless you're Daryl. But no. So I'm gonna go with one of the aliens, probably the Grays or the Tall Whites or something like that. Okay. I'm gonna go with Van Meter Visitor. That's, so, a, that's a neat one. I want to see how it was. I want to see how its horn works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that glowing horn. I just I want to get an up close good it look at it. It was actually a colony. Uh, of glowworms. It glow actually worms. had a hollow horn that would let a colony of glowworms live in. I was thinking it was more of that, uh, what's that bacteria in the ocean when the waves go? Bioluminescent algae. Yeah, I think it's bioluminescent algae. I see. Somebody got stung really bad in jellyfish swimming in there in the nude. They were making videos. Oh, gosh. I don't know what possessed them, but they were swimming out like pitch black. Yeah. They hit something that started stinging them. It was a box jelly, which can be fatal. Jeez. Smart. Don't. don't Swim in the ocean at night and, and dark. I get it. The algae's cool. And, you know, yeah. take some water and stuff like that, but. Stay on the beach. Don't do it nude. Just stay on the beach. Or, you know, in the ankle deep shallow water. Okay. Troy Bush or B-U-R-C-H. Birch. Birch. Sorry, Troy Birch. Ask, how did the J-Clone thing become a thing? Uh, I don't know. How did it? <sighs> so, we tried to, I tried to think about this because I read these beforehand. I think what happened is, during our Smithsonian episode, we ever, the first one we ever did, before that, we started making jokes you work for them. And then somehow in that... We came up with the idea that you were in two places at once. I don't remember. It's to I be don't honest, know. I don't remember. I don't know. It just became a thing. It's, it's its own thing now. It's one of these things in life that kind of takes on a life of its own. It's like a virus that just, once it got in there, it just kept spreading. And this will be the last time we ever mention it again. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Troy. King Fury asks, what cryptid... Would you like to be proven 100% real? Hmm. Would I like to be proven real? Hmm. Ooh. This, okay, this would be a scary one, but it'd be awesome if it was. The Snolly Goster. That'd be cool. This, is I saying it right? Snolly Goster. Yeah, he's not saying the Snolly Gaster. Yeah, this is different. A Snolly Goster. Yeah, it's just an aquatic animal. Yeah, see, that would that would be horrifying. As animals like that with boat propellers as its tail. Yeah. When we did that presentation at Squonkapalooza, and I don't know who it was, they were asking legit questions about its biology. Yeah. What did what did it have like before propellers were a thing? Yeah. Like I think you're missing the point a little bit about lumberlord creatures. Yeah. They're more of warnings, you know, in explaining natural phenomena than fully real. Yeah. More, it's more talking that there's alligators in the swamp, and you'll die if you go out there. They'll feed prisoners to them. Yeah. So, yes, that would be that would be horrifying if a, <laughs> if the shadow eating 
death crocodile. With it, yeah, it's, that stacks bodies on its horn on its head mm-hmm. to eat their shadows. Right, yeah. Snolly Goster, that's my vote. Uh, my organic UFOs. Oh, I yeah, say that. mine, they're not mine. People have had this thought for decades. Well, no, your, uh, your pick. That's yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, but no, I think the way I've created some of the theories, I've added on and changed some stuff. I think if my version of those creatures were proven to be exi- to exist, I would be extremely happy. Well, yeah, I bet. Yeah. And I don't even need it proven, proven. I just want to see one, no questions, like, not like was that one was that not one right like uh the long time ago when we had the listener email us about the the full size manta ray manta ray yeah one of those would be cool one of the super sized jellies would be cool yeah uh you know and they're mostly seen in northern mountains you know the a lot of sweden russia that kind of stuff for the the jellyfish i'm talking that are a thousand feet long you know 600 feet wide yeah big guys yeah the sky snakes really cool. would be really neat with the wide jaws yeah Terrifying. Any of them would be cool to see. cool. So, yeah. And then Peyton asks, she's our final question, ask, what would what has been your favorite experience since starting the podcast? Ooh. Do you want to go first on the last one, or would you like me to, sir? I don't know. I can go first. Okay. Because I don't have a specific one experience, but I think my favorite overall experience is traveling and meeting people and uh, yeah. and experiencing the community because everyone's pretty cool. That's mine is you guys listening. Yeah, you guys are turning into this the community we built on Instagram, Facebook, real life communities, the hangouts, uh, the Patreon stuff. Like it's been life altering. It has, but it's been amazing to help create and you know this amazing group of people. And I know we have some stuff coming out. Uh, soonish to help build the community even greater, like publishing your guys's articles and stuff like that. You know, because we have a a sizable platform now. Yeah. So we'd like to share that with you guys because you are the ones that build it. You know, sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. So we have some big stuff for the community planned. And this all started with, do you believe in Bigfoot? Being drunk at a bar, you believe in Bigfoot. Yep. Uh. So yeah, that's what I'd say is definitely the people. Yep. The listeners, the, the quote-unquote fans, even though, you know, we don't... Friends. F- friends, but, you know, that's been truly amazing. Yeah. Paul. Paul's been great. Paul, actually, there's my answer. Paul Costco's been the best part. Yes. Paul, you've been the experience there of all There you go, Paul. This. You got shout-out on the episode. <laughs> but uh, Seeing Paul doing the frog dance in the Frogman suit has been one of the highlights of my this Paul's whole... Paul's ex- great. Yeah. <laughs> The shirts Paul's made has probably been the highlight. <laughs> you might be right, actually. When he made your shirt, that might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But no, in all you know, sincerity, it's you guys. It's definitely you guys at home has been the best part because it's crazy going to this conference. And we've had a couple with lines and a couple, you know, where people drove. Well, I think I'm going to say this, but somebody's probably going to prove me wrong. It's either Nicole. I think it's Nicole. It's probably driven the farthest to meet us, just us, out of the thing. Yeah. Nicole or Ricky and uh Ricky and Austin, Austin. drove pretty far. Uh, but we've had listeners, you know, go half a country away. Yeah. Uh, and then we did Freudian Airwaves, which was awesome. You know, we had that one listener come out from Montana. Which is nuts. So that you guys care that much for us to support us like that is just, you know. Mind-blowing. It's, it's mind-blowing. So, yeah, it's my favorite part. Yeah. 
I agree. Try not to get too sappy. And Peyton says, best wishes. And she says, I cried nakedness for you. Very heartwarming. Thank you for allowing me oh. to do this for you guys. Well, thank wow. you for doing it. Yeah. Because I wanted to be surprised kind of day of. Right, yeah. All right. Now, you have anything else to add? No, this is a million downloads. It's humbling. It's it's crazy. It's I, I can't fully grasp it still yet. But and I'm going to tell you. Let's make it two. The second million is happening a lot faster. Well, naturally. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I remember struggling to get to that 20,000 download mark. Yeah. Because yeah, that's kind of where like the algorithm, for everybody at home that may not understand, the algorithm starts pushing podcasts once they get kind of like the 20,000 download mark. Whether you do it in four months or you do it in two years or whatever. Right, once you get there. It starts helping you get a little bigger, a little faster. Yeah. Uh, but hitting a million, we've kind of, at this point when this comes out, we've blown past it. We're at like 1.1 or 1.2. Dang, all right. Because it just picked up so much steam. Yeah. Because it took us forever to go from 600 to 750. Yeah. And then from 750 to a million was really fast. Yep. Big jump. Yeah. And we've had tons of help along the way, you know, Tony and Joel and Sean and Eric and the Appalachian Intelligent guys and so many people that I, I know I'm forgetting everybody. So it's just, it's been a crazy ride. The community we've built, the pod family we've built, some of the most amazing podcasts in the country and some of the most amazing speakers. Like I always point out Lyle because we know Lyle pretty good, but I grew up watching Lyle on TV. Yeah, that's like, crazy, ain't it? That was a guy that was, you know, We've, you know, hung out with him. You know, we've done all kinds of fun stuff with Lyle. Can always say we're friends. We are friends with Lyle. But, you know, the, the mountain monster guys. And, you know, yeah, it's, that's been quite an experience, too, meeting it, those guys. Yeah, and they're it's just, I don't know. It's definitely been the experience as a whole in the community. Right, yeah. Even Travis Walton. Travis is really cool. Yeah. I have been the great and thankful mystery. Ooh. And I've been J-Clone77. We'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Crippens the Corn Podcast. Remember, the best way to support the show is share it with a friend. But if you are craving more of the J-Clones and more from Mr. E, there's always extra content on Patreon and our paid member space on cryptidsofthecorn.com. We'll catch you next time with more exciting, fun, and informative information. Bye! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.